Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Today's episode of Wine and Dime is sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a fee-only financial planning firm that believes life is about events, supported by your dollars and cents. And we want to help you achieve your goals. Hop on over to www.rootedpg.com to learn more about the services. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Hello, Wine and Dime listeners. This is Amy Arvine, CEO and founder of Rooted Planning Group. We're going to talk to you about something fairly serious that I think a lot of you might have some concerns about, and that is the debt ceiling. I know that we've been talking a lot about this with our clients, and for many of you, it may be a real, uh, maybe something that's causing you real anxiety. So we wanted to chat about it. Now, I want to stay also true to the format of this podcast, and I don't want in any way, shape, or form for you to misunderstand that I'm taking away from the seriousness of this, but I do want to make my normal recommendation of the, uh, as you recall, where I'm traveling with my taste buds this year. In an area that many people don't know about out of Washington State has been something that I've been looking more and more into, and that's the Walla Walla Valley. Walla Walla Valley is actually, as I mentioned, out of Washington State, and it's not as well known as some of the other like Columbia Valley and Willamette Valley regions. But it does produce, I must say so myself, some very good deep reds. So if you're looking to explore some areas, you can look into the ten, uh, terroir, the vineyards. Uh, look, you can actually go out. They have a walla walla uh, wine.com. You can go out and explore a little bit about the area. You can actually um, look at some of the membership. You can be a winery membership, a grower membership, and a partner membership. Not that we as wine drinkers would want to do that, but you can look and see what was involved in that. You can see the events that are going on, some really good wines coming out of that region. So if you're in a wine store and you're looking in the Washington region, check out something that says it's from Walla Walla. I think you'll really enjoy it. So back to the seriousness of the topic that I wanted to cover. I know that I, like I said, I am fully aware of some of the anxiety that this might bring to a lot of people. 
And my fingers are crossed that our congressional leaders, as they said, do not want to go, do not want to have a default happen to this country. But let me, and I think they're committed to that. You know, my my hopes are that they are extremely committed to this and that there's not, they're not going to let this actually happen. So it, it has never happened in the history of the U.S. per se. But if you do some research, if you look around online, there's actually some precedent of certain times where they have come very close. Uh, I read an article, it was actually from The Hill, the website The Hill, and the article was titled, The U.S. Has Never Defaulted on its Debt Except for Four Times It Did, which I thought was very interesting when I read that article. Then the uh, history is very long ago. So we're talking about uh, 52 years ago was the most current. So just to highlight some of that, uh, back in the, let's see, the 1860s, the U.S. government uh, defaulted, I guess, if you want to call it that, due to treasury financial difficulties. That's the way the the article was written in order to fund the Civil War. Then it also happened in 1933. And if you read the article, and I'll try to put it in the show notes, it talks about um, gold bonds that it defaulted on. And the way it was worded was pretty unambiguous, I guess you want to say. Uh, And then in 1968, the U.S. defaulted, refusing to honor its uh, promise to redeem its silver certificate get paper dollars. And then in 1971, that was the fourth default. It's uh, The article stated that um, the U.S. government committed to redeem dollars held by foreign governments for gold under the Brenton Woods uh, Agreement. So those were the four times, if you want to say that default has previously happened on our bonds. Now, those are all very different than what's being talked about at this point in time. I want to take you back a little bit further and actually explain a, a little more to you. So first, let me share with you that the only two countries, two countries in the world have a debt ceiling that is a stated amount like ours. So there's us and Denmark. Those are the only two countries that actually have a stated amount. Now, there is a, there are a few countries out there that do have spending limits based on a percentage of D- GDP, but Denmark and the U.S. are the only countries that have a flat value. Now, this is totally my opinion when I make the following statement, but to me that says there's that's an antiquated formula, just a statement. But if there's only two countries that are actually utilizing at this point in time, perhaps the discussion should not only be about raising the debt ceiling, but also about changing the formula. Just a statement. Interestingly enough, the debt ceiling is the maximum amount of money that Congress has authorized the federal government to borrow to cover all the bills that are due. These were expenses that were already approved. So let me pause that. I'm going to repeat repeat that because I think it's an important it's important for you to understand. The debt ceiling is the maximum amount of money that Congress has authorized the federal government to borrow in order to cover all the bills that are due. Now that in- does include bonds, by the way, but it includes a lot of other things too. These expenses were already approved. So Congress knows the expenses are more than the revenue. That's why they're approving borrowing. So when Congress increased the debt ceiling the last time, they just didn't approve enough to meet the needs of spending that they approved. Okay. These are just facts. I'm just sharing with you. As an FYI, Congress has raised the limit 78 times since 1960. 78 times since 1960. The current limit is $31.38 trillion. That is the current limit 
31.38 trillion. I'm sorry I keep repeating myself, but I think these are numbers that are really important. The last time we came down to the wire and default was threatened was actually in 2011. So that is the closest period of time to when something like this may have happened before. And that is when the U.S. lost the AAA rating and we stayed at AA plus since then. According to a report that I read from Moody's Analytics, if the U.S. were to default, GDP would probably drop 4% when more than 7 million workers would lose their jobs. That's why Congress does not, and neither does the president, want to actually default. The same report indicated that even if it was temporary, meaning that we defaulted, but then we made it whole, 2 million jobs would probably be affected. And the U.S. bond rating would fall significantly, which means that, you know, our borrowing costs would increase significantly. Think about it. If you miss a loan payment, especially a big loan payment, how is that going to affect your credit score? Well, it's no different if the U.S. were to fall. Again, all things that I think and hope all parties want to avoid. This has led to some conversation around the 14th Amendment. And I do not want to get political here. I, you know, all of the things that I've shared from, with you at this point in time are just facts. And I'm just trying to educate you on what this is and why it's such a big deal, why there's so much conversations and why increased volatility within the market. If the 14th Amendment is invoked, which essentially removes the debt ceiling altogether. There is a precedent for this. Australia did it in 2013. Now, if this happens, I think the markets are still going to take a hit. This is a major change and major shift in our country. And so I think as always, markets are going to react in the short term to fear, but in the long term to grow. So while I understand the anxiety and the fear that much of this might bring to you, I do want you to know that I'm watching this very closely. Uh, we have looked at implementing some strategies within the portfolios, such as protected goods. But as a general rule, you know, we do believe that that would be an added cost to the portfolio and that Congress and the president is going to come together when they are going to come to some agreement. We understand your fear and we want to be there for you and to talk through this with you. But we also don't want to overreact because when we overreact, that can be when things are, you know, where mistakes can be made, in my opinion. I hope that this was helpful to you. I know it's a short podcast. We hope that the education that it provided gives you enough that it it makes you feel a little more comfortable with what's going on. And we will provide some resources, as I mentioned, in the show notes. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. We understand this is very concerning times and that it, again, does cause a lot of concern and fear for many of our clients and listeners. And we want to be able to provide you with information and facts that help help you through this process. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And certainly, if you know of somebody that might benefit from this particular podcast, feel free to forward this podcast to them. Like us on iShares or whatever listening device or listening program that you have. And we we always want to know what your questions and concerns are as a whole. So if you have specific questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us and give us a call or send us an email. We'd be happy to include those in future podcasts. And again, thank you so much for your time and for listening. Listening. And if you have any concerns or questions, we'd be happy to provide you with our input on those particular topics. Thanks, everyone. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dine. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. 
You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RootedPG for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.